Hello, my name is Kate Kinjall, and you're listening to the Remarkable Liz podcast. Today, I'm with the Remarkable Liz Craft. Liz is the owner and teacher at Karingai Yoga, a long-established yoga school in Pimble on the north shore of Sydney. Liz became aware of the power of yoga when she was working in the hectic hospitality industry. Yoga classes became a method of finding the quiet that Liz needed to re-energise and find clarity. Liz shares her extensive knowledge, providing honest and loving encouragement to students by mentoring and helping them to grow and develop their own yoga journey. She believes that yoga is the path to happiness, contentment and a healthy mind, body and soul. Liz, thank you very much indeed for agreeing to be with me today and do the interview. We've just actually finished a beautiful um, relaxation session uh, with a group of people, which uh, you do regularly on a Friday, and um, so both feeling quite relaxed, I think. We are, um, yes. Welcome, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Just to start off with... um, it would be lovely to hear perhaps a little bit about your background. I know that you were born in Sydney and yes. brought up, but um, but just the journey to where you are now um, sure. brief would be great. Thank you. Well, I um, have lived all my life in Sydney, uh, various areas of Sydney, and uh, find myself in the leafy North Shore now. Yeah. And um, I had a wonderful um, childhood Mm-hmm. Um, running around in big backyards with trees and hanging out of trees and mm-hmm. and nothing complicated, loving parents, mm-hmm. um, holiday house, mm-hmm. weekends at the beach and um, it was idyllic really in, in the greater scheme of things. Um, my father um, was in the police service right. and he had a very stressful job and um, in those days, um, you know, when I was young, he was doing shift work and mm-hmm. and all of that. And then, of course, um, as you get older, you you know go higher up the rank. Mm. And my mother was a house housewife, mm-hmm. and went back to work when I was probably about eleven. Um, so you know, I've always had um, a very happy, mm. you know, childhood childhood memories of you know having a lovely life, really. Mm. And I have one sister; um, she was four is four years older than me, and we didn't really have a lot to do with each other because of that age gap. Right. Yes, it's a bit of it when you're yes when you're small. And yes. It's quite a big gap. I was a pest. Yeah. <laughs> The annoying little sister. I was the annoying little <laughs> sister, and uh, she uh, studied uh, at Sydney University mm. and was on an academic pathway. And I never knew what it was I was going to be doing. Mm. And you know, I really don't think um, that I utilised my my fabulous brain. <laughs> <laughs> To the extent I could have, right? Um, because I was more of a doing person than a thinking about stuff too significantly. Although I think I've changed quite a lot since then. Mm. Um, but my life was never planned. I never had ideas of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do or be become. Mm. My sister always knew, and which is which is good. So I, I always think that. I've I've kind of gone through life floating through from one thing to the next, mm. without any regimented um, goal. 
It, it's interesting actually because when we met initially, and we've probably known each other for I don't know for maybe four or five years yes, now. Yes, yes. But I always I looked at you, and you always seemed very calm, and as you say, floaty. And actually, at the time, I think I put that down to the yoga. But actually, you were saying you've really been like that pretty much all your life. Really. I think I it's think part so. Of, part of your makeup. It, it, it mm. is. It is. But at the same time, I. As a younger kid, mm. um, my mother will tell you that I, I wouldn't eat my lunch because the play bell went and, um, you know, you weren't allowed... She, I thought that you weren't allowed to eat lunch at a... a, at a you know, once the time had gone. Um, <laughs> yes, it was some strange, you know, system of bells. And <laughs> as a child, I was quite nervous. Oh, OK. And anxious. Right. And mm. um, I, I, I used to worry a lot mm. about things. Mm. Um, and I think... Uh, there was certainly a time that I thought, you know what, I just, I just can't be like this anymore. Mm. And so I, you know, the yoga journey kicked in and that helped. Okay. So um, what happened for, for, for my schooling after I left, after the HSC, mm. I, uh, in true style, my sister said, you love cooking. <laughs> And I love eating. <laughs> the perfect combination. The perfect combination. Why don't you become a cook? Right. And I thought, oh, I never really thought of that. Yes, mm. and I do like cooking. There mm. is a certain kind of creativity surrounding yeah. that. Mm. Um, but little did I know it was going to be the hardest type of uh, a work-life mm. uh, balance trying to find that right balance it's a very tough industry but I I did study uh, and I was an apprentice chef Mm -hmm. and um, that was in those days a four-year apprenticeship right and I worked in in city hotels and restaurants and um, you know did my TAFE study and um, yeah I met my first uh, husband there Um, in that in that world, right. because when you're in that kind of situation, you really do um, socialise with people in that industry, yeah. because everyone else is having a lovely, lovely time being cooked for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I suppose the times of the day and that sort of thing. As yes, well, that you're yes, and, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. and my parents thought it was totally like Dickensian, all of mm. the the shift work and mm. you know the the poor um, wages as an apprentice, mm. uh, but. You know, I, I did enjoy it mm. and uh, met lots of interesting people from all walks of life. Uh, the hospitality industry is full of colourful people mm. and and uh, I became one of them, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a strange way. And I still got friends, um, you know, one of my head chefs from one of the restaurants I worked in, um, he and his partner live up in far north Queensland in Port Douglas and I, I stay in touch with him and a few others and um, yeah so I've, I've, I've enjoyed that part of my life um, very much and uh, together with my former husband uh, we, we earned good money and we led another privileged part of our lives and uh, we were living in the inner city and we used to we used to walk to work. So it was fun. I mean, you, it was you, fun. Well, did you have a specialty? What was your? No, what, no I didn't you, really. I mm. I can't say that I had one particular specialty mm. cuisine. Um, I always thought that the the, the broader my training, uh, the wider the skill base I had, mm. then the more saleable I would be in as much as I could work. 
Yep, so you didn't uh, want to narrow it down. Didn't want to narrow it down, mm-hmm. and people do um, specialise in different areas, mm-hmm. but I had no interest to, to specialise at all because I liked the diversity of, you know, being able to work in different parts of the kitchen, mm-hmm. and um, and that was that that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, in those, you know, in in the early eighties, so I started my apprenticeship in nineteen eighty. And so I would have finished it in 80, early 84 yeah. um, and something like that four years later. Mm. Um, there weren't so many women in the, ki- in the kitchen yeah. um, who, um, you know, so it was a totally male-dominated domain. Yeah. And... Uh, you were treated well, though, were you? Yes um, or not any differently? No differently to anyone else, but you really did have to put on... You really had to forget your gender in in the kitchen mm, mm. Um, and to in many respects i i don't think it's changed that much so um the the space that we're in in now in mm. in our world um of how you know you know d- different workplaces and how the gender divide uh, you know what's going on in commercial kitchens in sydney now mm. i couldn't really be sure all i know is that there are more women and the um, you know how how they're treated, it has to be better mm. because I I basically was gender neutral. Mm. There mm. was no you know I just had to had to get on had with the job. It, yeah. There were no special um, uh, treat no, no, no special treatment. No, no, no. And I, and to be honest, I never wanted any special treatment mm. because I wanted to do the job. Mm. And I didn't want someone to say, "Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, let no, me help no. you with this. Let me." <laughs> no, because no, no. I have been. I'm a robust person. I was yeah. brought up in a robust way, yeah. gentle, mm. but mm. get yeah, on with but it. You're just quite capable. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, where did where did you suddenly start changing? Or perhaps it wasn't sudden. But towards towards yoga. And, well, and so when I was working in the city, um, it was a time when you. Uh, you know certain jobs you did split shifts mm, mm. so you'd start at 10 a.m in the morning and you'd go through till two in the afternoon and then you'd have to be back at six in the afternoon mm. and so I went and um, attended different yoga classes so you just went to start with you know with no intention ever of teaching it you no just never to, to de-stress and enjoy yeah it yeah and, just mm, to kill mm, time yeah, and yeah. you know instead of lying around in a park in the sun and just mm. languidly letting the day <laughs> slip by it, well, I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah or going shopping or anything mm, like that mm. um and I would just uh, go to to yoga classes mm, yeah. I can't remember the um who the teacher was but I know it was in the Dimmocks building on the 10th floor mm-hmm. um, and I I go up there now to do my first my senior first aid course every year I do. yeah and I, I can't see the yoga classes there but you know it could, could have moved so mm-hmm. but uh, that that's how it all started for me mm-hmm. and then I dipped in and out um, and then it wasn't until I moved to Pimble mm-hmm. Um, in would have been about 1993 I met Margaret North Mm -hmm. and I lived around the corner from where we're sitting now Mm. and I saw all these yoga mats people kind of drifting out of this building and I thought there must be yoga there Mm. so that's how I came to be here Mm. and then I used to come to about three three or four classes a week um, in between work 
And by that stage, I think I'd started teaching at TAFE. Right. Um, Catering. Yeah, yeah. So in uh, teaching um, commercial cookery. Mm -hmm. So the trade course that I um, learnt, you know, 10 or 12 years previously. Mm -hmm. So I um, I remember my my dear father, who uh, always thought I was working too hard, said to me, you know, they're, they're looking for teachers at Rye TAFE. He said, you know, that's the best TAFE college in in uh, the Southern Hemisphere. You know that, don't you? And I said, well, yes, Daddy. <laughs> I was there, and it, it is lovely. Mm. He said, I think that you need to get a job there. Right. And he mm. said, and they're looking for, for teaching staff. Mm. Mm. So I applied and went through this enormously rigorous uh, interview system and, you know, panels, and then you had to do a, a trade recognition test, so they were testing your skills, and so... Mm. You walked in on... So you firstly had to get through the interview. Mm. Am I talking too much? No, you go, no, no, go ahead. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I haven't heard any of this before. Oh, about yeah. <laughs> so mm. I went to this interview panel and mm. I remember quite a, there was about four uh, teachers there and there was one independent um, and there was one guy I remember as an, as an apprentice chef I was so scared of. Mm. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what is he going to ask? So anyway, they ask you all of these questions and they're all theory questions about, like, knowledge, like mm. knowledge about the trade and mm. the industry and, you know, what would you do if and what's the ratio of that and, mm. you know, it was really quite onerous and rigorous and I thought I went home after that and I, and I thought, oh, I wonder how that's gone. And then I got called back for an interview. Right. Mm. And uh, and then after that, it was the trade test. So mm. you rock up to this day and you don't know what you're going to cook and they give you the menu mm. and you've got half an hour to kind of get your thoughts together. It's like and MasterChef all over It again. is. Yeah, it, well, exactly. It's the closest to MasterChef yes. you, you, I would ever get to. Um, and um, basically, uh, they say, off you go. Cook. Okay. And you obviously did extremely well. And I, and and I did is, okay in the rest is history, history yeah. Yes, yeah. So I, I, um, I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm only there part-time now, mm. but I had a, a lovely career there. Mm. Um, but you obviously, I mean, your passion for yoga, I, did, did, it, did something suddenly switch? When yeah, you I, I'll tell you what it was. Mm. It was like um, because I was coming to so many classes in this very building mm. um, with Margaret, it, it, it finally kicked into me that there's more to yoga than a physical posture mm. and it's great for the body mm. um, but there was something transition there's something going on in my mind I became um, more peaceful more calm and more able to concentrate and focus my, my, my former husband was already thinking that I was if, he, if I'd if he'd asked me a question he being from a German background it was always hurry up what's the answer quick 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 <laughs> And I'd go, hmm, let me see now. <laughs> <laughs> so I always wanted to, I kind of sat back and mulled mm. things over a little bit. I became a little bit more calmer, mm. uh, more centred. Mm. And I know that was something happening with the practice. Mm. Um, because when you're, when you're with a, a, a teacher who is able to kind of transition you out of your body and now you know with the breathing mm. into your mind yeah. everything you do in a yoga practice can then become meditative whether it's movement or not right okay and that's what i experienced mm. and so um margaret then uh said to me you know there is a te- there's quite a number of teacher training courses 
um, with a caveat, there's not not so many then Jobs. as there are now, oh, oh, uh, you know, co- training courses. Mm-hmm. And so she said to me, maybe one day you might be interested to do this course. Mm. And she gave me this brochure. Mm. And so I went away and I didn't really think about it much. And so what I was thinking of doing was either uh, I was going to go back to university and do a Master of Education or something mm. further along those lines. Yeah. And then I thought, because I knew I needed to do something, some more study, and so I decided to do this teacher training. Mm. And so that's how I then did the teacher training. Margaret North decided that she would offer me some part-time work. Mm. Um, So virtually I did the teacher training and she said, um, would you now take a, a class? Yeah. Yeah, and th- and that literally has d- developed then into you now owning the school this business, yes, uh, and um, yes. and it's a thriving, you know, it's a thriving, yeah. bu- continue to be a thriving business, and you d- yes, and, and 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 just getting now into the actual practice of yoga and the reasons that people. Come. I mean, obviously, you can you see some women and Mar- Margaret is one in particular, you mm. know, who. Um, uh, who looks so incredibly fit? I mean, she's been doing it all her life. So people do it from a fitness point of view, for mm. sort of core strength. Um, but obviously, um, the people do it for, to quieten the mind as well. Mm. And so you get people coming, obviously, for both um, reasons. Mm. Yes, I think that most most people come into yoga because of the body, um, you know, the health benefits mm. for the physical body, mm. which there's much written about it now, much research. Um, but the 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 physical body um, and you know all of those benefits eventually flow into the um, the benefits of being able to quieten and quieten the mind. Mm-hmm. So um, and this comes through the 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 focus of the breath, mm-hmm. as yep. I as I mentioned to you before. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten the question. I was just saying the reason people come. So they come. Yeah, they, they, come, yeah, they, they, they come for the physical, physical aspects. But, but, they, but they find often that yes. it's doing a lot for them. Just, and just, in, I mean, this may be a silly question, but I mean, you do see people who do yoga and they say that's all they do and they're incredibly mm. fit. Yes. Is, there then, is it possible to do yoga and become incredibly fit without having to do the sort of cardiovascular, you know, going off to the gym and doing the running or the, as well? I mean, can you can keep your whole body healthy yes. just through all the organs, just through doing yoga? Yeah. Yes, yes, but um, a more gentle style of yoga will give you certain benefits that may be outside the cardiovascular mm-hmm. uh, benefits, yep. unless you're practicing a more rig- like quite a rigorous mm. style of yoga. Mm. And so, some of the more rigorous styles of yoga are just that much more physical mm. and moving faster. Yeah. So, in the style of practice that I teach now. Um, all of the postures are the, exactly the same, whether you're working them in a, in a, in a harder and more rigorous style or whether you take a more gentle approach. Mm. Um, it's, it's simply that the, the more dynamic, moving, rigorous approaches get the heart rate up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you mm. see those styles taught a lot at the gym mm. because gym people want that style of yoga, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's yoga for everybody, mm. and there's an approach to to suit 
you know most people i yes, think yes but but most people come to yoga for the physical for the physical benefits people won't stay in a class with me if if they're only looking for um complete and utter body work mm. um and a hardcore practice mm. because they won't get that from me okay. they'll get a good body work that's going to move the body in all directions the mm. spine forward and back and side and twisting mm. in various body positions lying standing seated etc kneeling yeah so yeah. so the body is worked um in a, a really good way yeah. um and we can tone and we can do weight bearing and mm. so we can strengthen and we can create a body that's more flexible um, yeah, so it's a wonderful. It is a all, great all practice. Rounder. And I, when I was when I was growing up, and Mum used to go to yoga every now and again. It wasn't something she did regularly, but my my memories of it in those days were always just a, perhaps a group of um, probably middle aged women going off and doing a yoga class, and yeah. then maybe catching up for a cup of coffee. That's right. And then over the year, I mean, are you seeing more children and more men getting involved? Most now? definitely. Mm. I mean, you're right. It mm. was. Um, a very much a middle-aged women's activity mm. Um, mm. in between picking up kids or middle class as well I probably yeah. yes mm. most likely mm. and um, yes yeah, so now we see we've got lots of men coming to class mm. what what has happened I think is as um, you know that yoga has become so mainstream mm. whereas before there was a little bit of like my, I remember my mother saying to me, she was th- wondering if I had joined a cult. Yeah, really. <laughs> you, you know, she, you know, she's thinking about, you know, you know, are you an orange person? Yes. You remember those? Yes. You know, or some, some kind like of the Harry, Harry Christian. Harry, type. yes, and uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, yoga is mm. connected to mm. a lot of religious practices and mm. and such, but you, you know, and it is becoming so much more mainstream, and so mm. you do get. Lots of men coming now. They've mm. kind of realised that, hey, how come my wife is looking, or how come my partner is, is mm. looking so fantastic? Uh, got lots of energy, and mm. you know, you know, starting to, you know, the the, the headspace is, you know, why is she so calm? Yeah, calm, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's a, and and I mean, it's funny that it does. You did, you know, in sort of uh, Western um, countries, I suppose, that it was women, because I imagine, just like a lot of other. Um, Practices and and complementary therapies. And medicine, it actually did start in the sort of Asian and other yes. Indian um, cultures. Yes, yes. Is that, where, yeah, where did this right. originate? Yeah, so um, so yoga mm. is, um, and it would have been men therefore as well. It mm. would have mm. been men practicing, you know, thousands of years. So yes. yeah, the the practices of yoga are over two thousand years old. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is possibly for another conversation, but it it is vast mm. and um, when when I was studying my teacher training we learnt about Patanjali and Patanjali wrote um, he, he's like a he, he was a sage he wrote mm. um, the yoga sutras right. uh, which are threads of wisdom okay. and these threads of, of wisdom are broken down into um, chapters and um, there's you know the physical aspects of yoga and then there's the the mindful practices of yoga and of you know the, his this this particular book is like when I did the teacher training course I wasn't quite sure what it all meant mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure about it um, but as the years have gone on 
I have a number of different copies of this this great text Mm. with different um, uh, versions of trying to unravel the what the wisdom and mind you it has been written in Sanskrit so the scholars have had to unravel it and translate it and so what does that mean what is all what what does this particular thread or sentence mean in relation to xyz it's it's quite um amazing and there are there are many um fantastic um yoga teachers Mm. around the world most of them many of them have you know from indian Mm. background and Mm. there is a yoga lineage and um which i probably won't go into now but it is ancient Mm. and yes it was practiced only by men yeah yeah, it's um, funny, isn't it? Mm. And you were also saying earlier when we were chatting before that um, that actually yoga didn't actually have to include any movement. It could just be pure meditation. Yes, as well. Yes. So mm. the 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 Raja Yoga yep. is like the royal path, and the royal path is pure meditation practices. Right. Um, what what we find is that. It's so challenging for people to sit in a still state mm. and try and quiet the mind without any physical movement first. And this is why Hatha Yoga is um, popular. Mm. It, yes, that makes sense. If you know what yeah. I mean. So, so you're so concentrating on the movement, so therefore there's much less time for your mind to actually be... Yes, yep. and that's why, why the practices of mindfulness now have become attached to things like colouring in. Yes, of course. You know, the mm. mindfulness... Mm. You know, I've got several mindfulness cat colouring in books. Yes, we have got a couple of cats as well. <laughs> and I've got a couple of cats as well. <laughs> yeah. And so when they're mm. lying around, mm. they do it so beautifully, I mm. might have to have a little bit of assistance by mm. colouring in. Mm. So, mm. so attaching um, some kind of passive activity... Yeah. Um, to a mindfulness practice mm-hmm. can can help you, but so today when we had our um, our I call it my my slow yoga class, mm-hmm. there was gentle movement, and the gentle movement, the whole idea of that is so that you can actually start the process of 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 deep relaxation and meditation at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the door shuts, we do some breath awareness, mm-hmm. we do some gentle movement. That gentle movement then hopefully prepares you to be lying in in yoga nidra. We lay down. Yeah, well, it was beautiful. And I mean, the thing is, it isn't just about them. I mean, my mind, yes, it, I do feel peaceful, but actually, my body feels relaxed and comfortable. Yes, as well after yes, that. So it yeah, wasn't just that's good. Yours, which is um, which is good, and and uh, it uh, it's interesting because the thing about the the yoga nidra, it is a it's. Uh, a Satyananda technique mm. um, and I have a book and I follow the book and I follow the script and there's a number of scripts and then I get to a point in the book where I free form right. <laughs> so to speak yeah. and I'm getting more and more confident at that so some years ago I would not have been confident enough to um, read from a text a yoga nidra book I, mm. I, I didn't I'm ready for this now mm. and I'm really enjoying I'm enjoying um, giving that practice because it's quite profound and I'm seeing the results of people and most of the people who come to that class come to other classes yeah, yeah. they come to another um, general class where there's 
less lying in stillness there's probably about 10 or 15 minutes and then there's an hour of much more um, body work and and a lot more uh, strenuous is not the right word it's a little bit more challenging and it's wonderful I mean you're obviously growing yourself all the time and learning more and more and and you've also started taking people on retreats um, fairly recently too haven't you yeah well we've we've had weekends away Mm. Margaret always had weekends away Mm. when Mm. she owned the business Mm. and we would go up to the Brahma Kamara's centre in Lura um, which is a spiritual um, organisation and they have a beautiful facility they've got one in Wilton as well down near Picton Mm. and we have taken retreats there over a number of years um, in the last uh, last year, I started day retreats mm. because I found it quite challenging to um, get people to commit to a weekend away, yeah, away from family and that sort of yes, thing. Yes, because busy, 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 yeah. busy, busy yeah. lives, yeah. and that worked very well. So I'm doing mm. that again this year, mm. probably a couple of times, mm. um, and um, basically. All of the things that we we do in the weekend, we do in a day. Mm. So mm. it's just a whole immersion of of lovely yoga. Um, a, you know, balanced yoga programs, Fabulous. some mm. some physical activity, mm. some you know mindfulness, and you know, so mm. that's always good. And do you find also? I mean, just for people who are sick, I mean, who are really you know who have um, quite serious health concerns and that sort of thing. Do you do you see people doing yoga and improving their health? Yes, um, I do. Mm. I mean, it's always the approach um, and uh, or, or the, my approach and all um, competent yoga teachers will always work with the individual. Mm. So sometimes I have individual classes with a person who has been ill mm. and we, we refine a little practice yeah. for them yeah. so that they can do something at home as well. Yeah. And then if they're ready and if they want, they come to... A group class mm. and um, or I've got students who've been in the yoga school for many many years and they've mm. they've come into some illnesses right. and so but they've had a practice for so long mm. all I really need to do with them is you know make sure that they're okay to return to class so mm. some ladies have had um, breasts removed mm. and uh, had various uh, cancers and different illnesses, mm. chronic chronic, um, chronic fatigue syndromes mm. yep. and um, all kinds of different things. And so they take it gently, they take it slowly, we modify mm. things. Mm. Mm. I've had people with coming back and returning after knee replacements and all kinds of, of things. But with that mindset of let's not make sure, sh- well, let's make sure that each individual knows that there's no um, one thing that they have to do in yeah. that class if yeah. it's not right for them. So people don't know. I remember when I did a class in London, actually, before years and years ago, I think I'd just had my first child and I thought I really needed to go and get fit. And I walked in and, um, and I was a bit nervous and, uh, and I'd had visions of having to stand on my head. Um, and lo and behold, I did have to. <laughs> The very first time, and it was the most uncomfortable and agonising thing. And I said, I don't, and I, and I think it really sort of that sort of put me off. And I remember actually 
having to get we were obviously I had help getting up I'd never been able to stand on my head even at school I was hopeless at that sort of thing and I remember being told we had to then come down you know slowly Slowly. and I literally crashed to the ground and the whole room shook and I was yes I'm so I'm sure that was um, well I mean I didn't get back to that one (laughs) well exactly I mean if you have a you know not so favorable experience then you're never going to go back we we don't I don't teach any um uh, unachievable mm-hmm. uh, asanas postures in 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 our classes simply because it's unsafe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. y- you know, if uh, sometimes I do some small workshops that are looking at more advanced postures, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. if we're if I've got a small group, or if I'm in a private scenario, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because some of those postures that I don't teach in that in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, they are profound and they they should be taught to certain people right okay um and Mm. certain people are ready for those yeah yeah. um and and we have students here who get to a point and they think they they have i have have had many conversations with students who say i actually want to go into a class now that's a little bit stronger Mm. and Mm. so i i'll refer them on yeah yeah um to Mm. to a yoga um Mm. class that is smaller Mm. Um, where um, they're going to get a little bit more attention, yeah. and they're and they're at a point where they're ready for some of those yeah, more advanced so practices. More suited to them. Yes. So when you when you do your own practice at home, yes. sort of do you stand on your head at home? Sometimes, yes, not so much as I used to, no. mm-hmm. um, but it used to be always part of my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it quite so much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I don't feel the need I have to, no. but sometimes I do. Yeah. If I yeah. want to, um, you, you know, really, uh, is this something there that needs to be solved? solved. You, know, yes. you know, Albert Einstein used to stand on his head, so they say. Oh, did he? Yes. Just when he was trying and to he, and think I always, something through. I, yeah, when he had to solve a huge problem. <laughs> right. So, he, he, yeah, yes. But, to the brain. but my, my mm. own practice at home is... Um, uh, you know what I need mm. at, on certain days, mm. and um, more recently, more much more gentle things because mm. it's been more nurturing for me. For you, and on that note, I mean, just I, you lost your partner, you know, lovely partner, very suddenly, um, yes, and very unexpectedly, just almost a year and a half ago. I yes, that's right. Now. Yeah, and do you think that your yoga practice and your meditation has that? has that helped you through the process partly i mean there's yeah. never any taking away that kind of pain for anybody but just do it you know knowing what you know and doing what you've done it it helped a little do you think i think it did mm. it, and it mm. still does mm. so you know i have days where i'm feeling quite low mm. um and then i can pick myself up mm. simply by well I, I have to go back to my you know my upbringing of you know come on let's get going it, mm. there was never a day I, if I felt sick in bed it was like you have to be really showing strong symptoms of being ill high to fe- stay high fever and spots exactly you know and then mm. um, not to say that I didn't my mother hopefully she won't listen to this no. <laughs> 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 um, you know it was kind of okay oh, oh don't be so silly you're not sick Off, go to school so I have yeah. that kind of um i'm quite robust and i do bounce Mm. back and feel that i have to do that but at the same time the yoga practice once i've closed my my front door i can then kind of wrap myself up Mm. into what however i need to do that to sustain yeah and you know yoga does that for me Mm. but Mm. also the beautiful people that 
um, I have in my life mm. um, that are on that kind of yoga journey as yeah. well. Yeah. And so, support. yes, I have. Mm. My, uh, mm. I, honestly, I, that, uh, you know, that horrible day and that horrible, you know, months to follow mm. when it was so, so raw and new, mm. um, I had such beautiful yeah. friends and, and support. Mm. Mm. But what I did and I, I still do every day is I, um, I lay down every day. So apart from any physical practice, I, I take a, a, a laying yoga, like a, a yoga nidra or a mm. guided relaxation. Mm. And I have a number of different um, uh, people who I subscribe to. Mm. And that has, to be honest, got me through. Okay. Mm. So what sort of people are they who so dedicate it to help to others? Oh, there's a lady mm. called Rasa... Rasa Lukashuta she's got a beautiful exotic name (laughs) and she has a YouTube channel right and she does wonderful free Mm. guided relaxations Mm. of all kinds so I've I've even connected to my spirit guides Mm. I have um, I've also connected with um, John in the next in his other world. Oh, wonderful, Liz. Mm. Um, whether mm. you believe that or not, and it doesn't do. matter. Mm. No. Um, it, I she guides you through all of these, you know, these experiences. Mm. So in times, especially when I first lost John, it was like um, I I really feel like I need to find him somewhere, yeah. and yeah. that did help. Mm. Mm. Um, so she was she's she's been amazing. Mm. Um, okay, wonderful. Yes, yeah, it might be helpful. It might be very helpful for others too. Yeah. Most definitely. Mm. Yeah. So, just really in closing, and thank you for sharing that. Um, the next sort of five years or so, have you got a have you got a vision or a goal for where you want to be, or what sort of? Oh, I um, don't really know. Planning is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny actually. It seems to be a common theme. I like the interview with Carol Gridley last time. You, you know, said the same. She's I'm very happy just to take things you know as they come I mm. I don't I like to I mean in in a life in my hospitality world everything mm. was so regimented and mm. planned you have to be organized and planned mm. but it, um, when I sit outside that space mm. I uh, there are things you need to organize I get that mm. so my financial planner always has a plan <laughs> he was a friend of John's and you know Yes. You know, but outside any of that kind of stuff, I I drift a little bit. I I do drift along, and I'm a Piscean, and people, you know, people like in my kind of world, in 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 astrological terms, I mm. think we are a bit dreamy, mm. and I think I am. I go with the flow. I, suppose. I do go. With, I do go with the flow. Mm. Mm. Um, but I do know I want to travel. Mm. I want to spend more time with my sister and my mother, and I do spend time with them anyway. Mm. Um, so, um, well, I'm not really sure. No, that's okay. I, no, just, I just just want to um, find the right path, and wherever that takes me, I know it's going to be mm. positive. Mm. Lovely. I know it'll be good. Yeah, perfect. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Liz. It's been lovely just having a having a chat, and um, and I know you you know you're a great friend to many, and uh, you do you provide a wonderful wonderful service with your yoga as well. So thank you. Thank you for being with me. Thank today. you for asking me. Thanks, Liz. My pleasure. Thank you for joining Liz and I on the Remarkableness podcast today. If you'd like to contact Liz or find out more about her yoga school, go to www.karingayoga.com.au. 
And as always, if you have any comments or feedback on this podcast or any previous ones, and I'm always happy to hear from you. Thank you and see you next time.